0: What listener doesn't know is Colton is always wearing a full tuxedo when he's drinking (laughs) on the podcast. He looks really good. Well, uh, Canadian
1: tuxedo, tuxedo top, (laughs) never the bottoms. (laughs) I I thought that was
0: pretty obvious. I don't think listener ever assumed you had or owned pants. Uh, there's like plants. There's life in it. Uh. What are you What are you talking about? This is what my basement has always been like.
1: Yeah, where's Amanda's butt? Yeah, <laughs> that is why I log into this. It's the only reason I do the podcast. Yeah,
0: is because the occasional, like very distant, blurry shot of my wife's ass,
2: which I would have never in even an known. artistic photo. I would have never even known it was her ass until you
0: told me. Right. Uh, and I keep forgetting you have yet to actually meet my wife, so that makes it so
1: much better. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Is she is she coming to L.A.?
0: No, she's not. She okay. can't fucking stand you. That's the. <laughs> <only>. well, <fine. laughs> uh,
1: I take it she's listening to the podcast then.
0: <laughs> um. What's, our, hey, what's our so I point? actually listened to part of the podcast uh, the last time you guys put out. I didn't actually finish uh, it because, you, you know, lying. I got shit to do. <laughs> but you guys did really good. Good job on the intro
2: and shit. Except for that I realized... I recorded the whole time with my computers on board mic instead
0: of my mic. Oh fuck yeah.
1: the ah, audio- it. Ah, that makes fine. sense. Yeah. Okay. It sounded awful.
2: And it I'm was like a- what the
0: fuck? And then yeah. I started it today. It started out really tinny, like the introduction kind of had that tinny sound to it, but then it kinda of equalized or it wasn't maybe I just got used to it.
2: Yeah, I, I, so when I started okay, today I just got used it. To sounded it sounded bad and I'm like, What the fuck is going on here? This microphone's way better than that. And I checked my settings and I'm like, oh. So all good, got all it. good now okay so what's our plan so come fly in on saturday
0: get the sex right out of the way (laughs) (laughs) right right so in case we leave any of this information in for a listener we're all meeting in la to do the american craft spirits association's judging event zeno is a judge colton and i what the fuck are you doing again Colton, I mean, you um, actually do stuff. I'm
1: watching you work. <laughs> yeah, you actually have to do stuff. I don't. Wait, I thought uh, that sounds awful. Wait, it's I thought you had the, the hardest
2: job, Colton. Aren't you like lead guy? What's it called?
1: I'm lead he, guy, listener. Lead guy. Lead guy. <laughs> Shut Shut up. Up. Yeah, lead guy. Hey, you guy. No,
2: the guy who brings the drinks.
1: Yes, steward. Steward. He's in charge of the
0: other stewards. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Yes. I I have to make
1: sure that the other stewards aren't aren't, uh, cheating. Make sure no one's getting undeserved uh, accolades.
0: So here's my thing is the goal is to be, you know, like blind so the judges don't know. I'm actually going to tell Zeno, but I'm going to tell him wrong. Yeah just to fuck with him. That seems like the appropriate way to do... Tell him
1: everything you bring out is bold and vodka. (laughs) This
0: is all kettle one. I thought these were brandies. Exactly. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we get to Texas. All of the, like, gratuitous (laughs) man-on-man... We get get to to L.A. (laughs)
1: LA.
0: Fuck you. I'm going to Tito now. I'm going to hang out with him. Fuck you guys. You go to L.A. Do stupid stuff. Smog. I'm going to Texas. Yeah. Whatever. I'm going to... Be a movie star. You are going to be a movie star. With that face, I mean, if Clint Howard could make it, you can make I it. I don't know who that is. <laughs> exactly. It's Ron Howard's very <laughs> ugly brother who's been in like oh, that hundreds guy awesome. of movies.
2: That's guy, He's so good. That's the guy who's like, I said Joe Montana.
0: <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's it. Good job. Yeah. So, yeah, you could be gunning for his job. Hey, you know what? Clint Howard, look out. Uh, there's, that's right. LA, here we go. There's a new ugly guy in town. <laughs> uh, and they always come in threes hence the three of us it's great yeah. so we all get in saturday right i get in like a yeah five ish i think i land like five o'clock yeah that's like, like, like what time that. i get there too nice and that'll be great because like 12 hours before that i will have come back from mexico
1: yeah what are you doing das. in mexico
0: a mule well the ba- <laughs> the reason i'm not in the basement is the basement's full so i gotta go drop off you know the bodies. <laughs> is Mexico the best place for that? Are you building a wall with the bodies? <laughs> exactly. I've actually got a DOD contract. It's uh, surprisingly <laughs> lucrative. It's mm. it's a weird setup. No, I'm going down to Guadalajara. There is um, glass manufacturer, Saver Glass. They're opening a brand new. Uh, yeah, that's right glass plant that's right. i think it's like 170 million dollars something like that that they built down there and this is the grand opening so they're doing like a press tour all that stuff so uh they asked us a bunch of times to go to it we said no initially but in the end we kind of just caved and said yeah mexico sounds awesome so yeah that's why i'm gonna be there tuesday through friday and come back friday night
1: let them know that we can sell glass on our podcasts if they give us <laughs> no, I will. I, I will let them know anything. that glass is a thing we can sell.
2: You know can help you sell something, though, is <laughs> High Proof Creative. Oh, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, that's whoa. right. Whoa, we already did a spot for them. Didn't we break them? Like, didn't <laughs> well, they hear the stupid yeah. shit we said? Are they
1: still in business? Wow.
0: Wow. <laughs> they, okay, you know they're a good business if they can survive being associated with us in any capacity. That really can they help me with my Craigslist postings? I'm um, I i do not know if that falls in Karen's scope of work.
1: They can optimize your Craigslist posting.
2: That's what I like to hear. They do that uh, Google Analytics, right? That's a that's
0: those are two words that go together. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what happens. Do they still provide websites branding, marketing strategy, social media, and SEO? Which is not a sentence I just read from my
2: phone. Wait, <laughs> SEO. What is that? Search engine optimization, uh, Zeno. Senior excitement ah. organization. It's like... That was really it's good. It's like a bunch of seniors playing shuffleboard. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You made that so much more PC and sweet than I
0: expected you <laughs> well, to take it. you know,
2: <laughs> I take my website information seriously. And that's why High Proof Creative Partners were still talking. I'm doing a
0: ridiculous thumbs up right now, Listener. I wish you could see it because it's very sincere. (laughs) So thank you to High Proof Creative keeping us going and saying really stupid shit to the uh, spirits industry. In all seriousness, I'm sure that uh, we should probably utilize High Proof Creative more to get maybe another listener. That would be good.
1: Yeah
0: two listeners you know i think it would actually help for us to put out podcasts so i mean the fact that we haven't done one well actually no you guys did do one so again good job on that it was really nice not having to hear my voice on a podcast (laughs) that's why i enjoyed it you
1: don't you don't hear your voice anyways Uh, but it was great
0: that that's it i've never listened to any other (laughs) of our podcasts so i assume you put it in but now i realize colton just cuts it out
2: we just listen to your voice for inspiration (laughs) Oh, <laughs> that's really sweet. I don't know what is wrong with me how I'm being like clean and nice. It might be I don't like I it. I had some tea with
0: rye whiskey in it, so there's that. Okay? That's very no, fancy.
1: Wait.
0: Hey Zeno, can I be your agent? I want to sign you up for like a bunch of uh, what do they call them casting calls or is that not it was the not right just word? I'm is that just where you're gonna rest on the black couch? I believe and take they're pants off. I believe
1: they're. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say
0: The worst it. part is you're not supposed to take your pants off, so it's gonna be really <laughs> awkward when you keep going in with no pants. I on. feel like that's what I do for an audition. I gotta come
2: out come out of the gates hard. That was a bad way to phrase that. <laughs> that was so yeah. bad.
0: That was that was yeah. yeah. It's too on the nose. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You are going to go down to the Star Walk and sign autographs, right? Oh. You know that Still, still Talking fan yeah. will be there.
0: Or I'm like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. We have listener. No one said anything about fan. That's a whole different delineation. Let's slow it That's down. This just going to be a,
1: a fan that I wrote Still Talking on. And I'm going to leave it on the curve. Hey, if Listener uh, keeps yeah. sending
0: us booze, I'm going to be in a real good place. All right? That's yeah. good. That's good. Hey, oh, I guess I should do the intro, too, since wait, we didn't wait, actually wait a have second. one of those. What
2: the fuck do- are we talking about?
0: Oh, I don't know. well, let me do the intro, and then we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the Still Talking Podcast, our irreverent industry podcast with Colton Zeno and myself, Brian. Today, we are talking about where the hell was I last week? I think that's the most important thing we should really discuss, because I'm pretty sure a listener was worried about me. Because I don't think you guys ever said where I was at, and fuck you for no, that. No, we immediately didn't care yeah i know right you just talked about how my 874 and a half kids were like keeping me too busy which i was in chicago doing business that is made up he just was eating italian (laughs) beef sandwiches at al's beef it was all deep dish man i did nothing else but eat like really greasy italian food and it was fantastic Yeah, that sounds pretty good actually it was it was yeah. really good. No, for some reason people asked me to do like speaking engagements in Chicago for the Indie Spirits expo, and I pretended to know what I was talking about. Really oh, did well. you go
1: to the whole expo? Look at that.
0: No, I only went to one part of the expo, like thirty seconds. That was such a humble brag just, I just me. Me. You're like, Oh, some people <laughs> ask me to speak at this thing because I know stuff. I know, right? <laughs> I know I found that if I try to be self deprecating, people don't not take me seriously. What? They don't know what the fuck I was Can about. you get with triple negatives? Triple negative. No, essentially, <laughs> that's what I know. I was quite is, literally is a triple negative. The entire <laughs> point of my presence there in Chicago was the fill in guy. So I had one seminar I was helping to put on about media and how distilleries and bartenders can work with press, do press releases, how to communicate with media to basically take advantage of us and get, you know, good coverage. And then there were two other events that someone, like, way smarter than me bowed out on. So I happened to be in the geographic area, so they asked me to sit down and talk. And that's what I did.
2: I like it you said you're a fill-in. I just mean, you're like, stunt cock.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what I was a fluffer, yeah. let's be honest.
2: <laughs> which that only plays if you've seen the movie Orgasmo, which is a fine, fine film.
0: Uh, no, I did the... Um, I did the... It was. It was cool. It's actually one of my favorite events all year. They do this Indie Spirits like roundtable event where it's anywhere from like 6 to 12 people talking about just the industry, kind of what happened previously, what the upcoming trends are. This year was weird, though. There was only one producer on the panel, and the vast majority were distributors and then a couple media and a few other peripheral people. It was, it was kind of interesting, though. So we talked a lot about – distribution, obviously. And then the thing that came up and ate up a lot of time, which I was not opposed to, I thought it was actually really interesting was kind of mental health and wellness, and then diversity and our industry. So it was, I know it was not what I expected. I figured we'd talk a lot more about canned cocktails and things like that. But it was kind of interesting to go that route with the conversation.
2: RTDs had you listen to our podcast last week. I I did. I did.
0: <laughs> did you like how I, it was pretty how great. I purposely bought you? They're the expensive intro. in
1: Australia. I said the
0: irrelevant <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did that. I thought, I thought that was the new th- <laughs> You did so good. <laughs> Just like uh, we refused to actually tell people where to find us on like Facebook, Instagram, or any of the other places that social media would help us. Um, what was I going to say? So how
2: many people did you speak in front of?
0: Oh, it was a pretty small crowd. I think there was probably 50, maybe 60 oh, people. Okay. That's pretty cool. And how then, the hell
2: did you get on mental health? And thank God I so, wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was actually
0: great. It was, they
1: started talking about you. That's how they got on it. <laughs> uh,
0: no one of the one of the people from Winebow, a distributor out of Chicago, there, uh, Monique. She's been all over the industry. She's pretty great. Uh, she's yeah. actually one of her coworkers. I believe has a degree in. Um, I'm going to botch this, but she has a degree essentially in psychology or something along those lines. So that's something she's really passionate about. And they've been talking about it a lot internally. And of course the Kickstarter, which, you know, at this point almost sounds cliche, but like it or not, we're a small industry and the Anthony Bourdain suicide hit everyone really fucking hard as it rightfully should have. So that's, we all talked about it a little bit and then I think most of us kind of let it. Drop to the side, but there are a few people who still want to talk about the wellness side of Mm -hmm. it and the mental health. And I don't think we've done enough of that as an industry. I mean, hell, Colton and I are on the safety committee for ACSA and we talk about physical safety all the time. But I don't think we've ever brought up mental wellness, depression, suicide, taking care. You know, overconsumption is a huge issue that I think we as an industry need to talk a lot more about. Um, And one of the things there's actually a group out of Kansas City. They're a bar and they do a couple key things that I thought was really interesting. One, they have an owner who can't drink uh, for unspecified reasons, but they make sure to actually meet at like coffee shops and kind of center their business around not drinking, which is different for a bar. And then they also do sensitivity training, but not the kind of sensitivity, sensitivity training that you'd expect. It's the sensitivity training of how to approach someone who's fucked up and acting like an asshole. Mm-hmm. So whether it's a customer or an employee or someone you know, how to basically go up to them without engaging a fight and say, hey, you've overconsumed. let's help you get a cab, let's help you, you know, stop drinking. It's not just, hey, you're cut off, but it's actually approaching them in a way that maintains a relationship it was interesting it's something again i hadn't i thought
1: before. i mean more more than just maintaining a relationship i feel like a lot of those hey you're fucked up you're cut off you just cut them off and kind of throw them out in the street and obviously that's not a safe thing i feel to like do. you should well, sweep the leg right. and
2: then hog tie them with zip ties <laughs>
1: yeah. That is. everyone should have
0: zip ties in the back pocket obviously that's a really important obviously that's the safest way to handle it bartender's best <laughs> yeah. friend zip ties that sounds awful yeah. that is not okay <laughs> Uh, that's that's interesting. This
1: episode brought to you by zip ties.
2: Thanks, zip ties. Uh, zip ties isn't a brand, anyway. It's an idiot.
1: Oh, whoa, dummy. I mean, like, oh, we got a good. We shame. got a lawsuit
2: from zip tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like someone listens wow. to this. <laughs> um, right, <laughs> we're fine. We're that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty wild. I would never. I don't. know I'm not. I don't want to sound insensitive. It's not something that's on top of my mind all the time.
0: No, it's not. And you know that actually, one of the interesting points we got called out on a little bit as a panel, which I'd expected, and it's not unheard of, is of the panel we're all white and there's only two women, and of the two women, the one one of them brought up the idea of wellness and you know mental health, which was great because I think that does highlight the benefits of having a diverse crowd, which. I'm, I'm a big fan of hiring the person who does the job best, yes. but I also really respect the idea of having diverse mindsets in a room, so I see the benefit there. So And it, there's really good conversations on the diversity side, too. There was a couple people in the crowd who were kind of pushing that. I felt kind of in an antagonistic way, but I felt the panel ha- dealt with it pretty well. Mark Schilling, uh, former president of ACSA, he's down in Texas. The most really award-winning – distiller (laughs) right exactly
1: he was the most (laughs) award-winning he got a lot of (laughs)
0: awards that night no he had a really great point that growing up he had no idea distilling was a job so it's not so much an antagonistic viewpoint i think most people have about diversity it's more Apathy at worst, it's just not even thinking about it in most cases. It's well, not so talking about You're just trying to find good people to hire, and usually that's your local area. And if you only have two or three employees, six most, you tend not to think about diversity. And I think that's sure. – maybe that's not an appropriate excuse, but it makes a lot of sense to me and I understand why people are just trying to get by. I'm just it. trying
2: to find good people, period. Period, like, right? I mean diverse – don't – I. I'd love to be diverse. I'd love to be in a position where I had enough people that I could make diverse
0: selections. But right. thus is not the case, Monfre. We're in a huge professional drought right now in terms of trying to get quality people who have any kind of experience. Yeah. It's I, I just got two emails today with people I know in the industry who just lost. You their got distillers. two
1: emails two,
0: today. Well, one was from me, obviously I always <laughs> like to check to make sure my email's working. Test, test one, two, three. <laughs> test. Uh, You're still is there. Your calendar handsome.
1: update for the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but same thing They uh, They had distillers leave. Uh, two at once. And now they're looking for people to come in and replace immediately. And that's, I've probably heard of four in the last week or two of people trying to find quality distillers. It's rough out there. I mean, I'm one of them, right? Like, so yeah, no, you legitimately are. I'm just padding my numbers, obviously.
1: Wait. So Zeno was your second email. That's <laughs> yeah. what no, he did, he did, <laughs> It was just me twice, actually. <laughs> I really need someone, Brian. It's already noon. <laughs>
2: yeah, patience is not really one of my virtues on so, some
0: things. Yeah, but that's a serious thing our industry has to deal with. So, yeah, we've got those kind of dual forces of not enough people to hire, yet you've also got, say, you know, the general public pushing for the concepts of diversity, which, again, I – don't miss the irony of three white dudes talking about this on a podcast. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say let's let's get a let's get a guest though. <laughs> Wait, right quickly. Wait, I'm not diverse. Thirty five year old white male
0: says, "Dude, yeah. dude, un- white guy with beard and alcohol
1: industry." Yeah,
0: <laughs> you're a bathrobe away from being the Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely big enough a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that.
2: that so overconsumption too, that's something that, you know, you never want to have to talk about it, but look,
0: when it, when it rears to. its ugly head, it is really bad. You don't want to be the sloppy drunk in the industry because if you're the sloppy drunk, you may not know it, but everyone else does. And everyone talks about it and jokes about it and it's not good.
2: I get super frustrated because I'm like, yeah. man, this is your, your career. Like, you know, when I didn't do this for a living, I was probably more likely to be sloppy drunk.
0: <laughs> <You know. laughs> I I mean I was also younger but that's not an excuse. Well okay let's let's tail on this a little bit. I think this is actually interesting. You two are in positions where you're in the alcohol industry, you work with coworkers, employees, people you supervise. How do you handle that? Don't, obviously, I don't expect anyone to call anyone out. But do you have employee handbooks that talk about consumption at work? Do you have policies, procedures? Yes. Do you have a situation where someone's drinking on the job? How do you approach it? Do you fire them immediately? Do you talk to them? Is it expected? I want to hear about this because you guys are in that you know in that hot
1: seat. Well, y- we have we have as of six months recently a policy written policy that everyone signs that talks about. Drinking on the job, it does not specify drinking after your shift, which I think maybe uh, is a bigger issue. I'd, <clears throat> most of our employees, I would say, oh, well, all of our employees do a great job at handling themselves on on the job, on the clock like during, yeah, on the clock. It's it's when it's, they cut you know, loose we, we from have, the tyranny of we have, <laughs> yeah. We have two bars on site. I mean, you know, like and cheap slash free, you know booze right so see we don't ever people are responsible when they're on the clock i've never had a problem with that it's once we get off that you know it's you got you got to remember that it's, it's still your workplace right so yeah i i totally get
2: it. see mine's a different scenario we don't really have a tasting room or a bar or anything that's not really our shtick so i don't run into that a lot uh, we do have an employee handbook that everyone has to read and sign off that they received it. And th- it does touch on those kind of things where my, my concern would be is events. Like how do you conduct yourself at a yeah. ACSA conference or a, you know, or, 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 you know, like uh, yeah. I went to this event, not last this weekend, the weekend before it was like a barbecue event and there was local vendors and all kinds of food and they featured, they batched a cocktail with our product and, I mean, I, no one really knew I was there with Bolden, my distillery, but, you know, I, I still act as if, if if someone did happen to know that, right? You have to keep that on top of your mind. If you're out there representing your company, you better make sure you're actually representing them the way that you want to represent them and not sloppy. Right. right. So it's a, it's a slippery slope. I would say, I mean, we work in the alcohol industry. I mean, this happened, you know, when I was working... And Oregon State, and we went to MBAAs. Colton, you went to MBAAs, right?
1: I actually never oh, did. Okay. No.
2: Well, you're an idiot because they're awesome. Um, <laughs> Define that for me. What is that? Uh, Master Brewers Association of Americas. So, Thank you. We, you know, it was a conference and every brewery there brings beer and it's just in the side of the conference room is the conference going on and afterwards, it's a big freaking party, right? It's right, and, that's it, and it's you know, and they let all these undergrads go <laughs> and I, I can't, I was so appalled that some people are dumb enough to get sloppy. I'm like, this is your career. Like you are spending, you know, tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this and get this education and make these connections. And here you are at a conference. Don't get me wrong. Everyone gets a little tipsy that happens, but, yeah. but there's, you got to know how to conduct yourself. It's, it's still a job people yep. <laughs> like,
0: it's so go ahead. Two, two things one what do you say to someone who's okay let's say you have an employee they fucked up assuming you're not going to fire them out right what's the conversation run me through some of the key points what are you going to tell them
2: i i, what do I them always hard? ask
0: if they're all right <laughs> like right because
2: if you're emotionally drinking that that'll get the best okay, is there some underlying issue behind it yeah for sure but i mean i think you're all right and then they need to understand that I don't know if I'm not firing them on the spot, I would be like this. There isn't a second chance after that. That's, that's how that conversation would kind of go.
0: I don't know. This episode yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's a little depressing, but I think it's kind of important. Uh, I mean, it's one of the, again, it's not something we would have come up with on our own because we're just, we're happy drunks.
2: <laughs> I know. Take I'm like, seriously. wait, I'm like, wait a second. I'm really hungry and sleepy. <laughs> right. Like that's, that's
1: it. And I've, Definitely never been sloppy at a conference, so. Right. Well,
0: okay. Here's, here's one thing I learned that, again, it wasn't something that was top of mind, but kind of goes to the culture of our industry and our business. And one of the highlights that I really liked was pointing out that kind of that underlying infrastructure peer pressure we don't even think about. There's been times I've been in a group and someone's not drinking. They order, they just get a water or they get a soda, something like that. Inevitably, someone at the table asks, hey, why aren't you drinking? It's just sure. kind of a common thing that we don't even think about. It's like, well, uh, why aren't they drinking in the alcohol industry? I want to share things with you. I'm excited. But that question can be really awkward for someone, one, who has a medical condition where they can't drink. Maybe they're on antibiotics. Maybe they've got mental health issues. Maybe they're I'm pregnant from alcoholism. Wait, wait, Maybe wait. Maybe they're wait. pregnant. You can't drink so on was-
1: antibiotics?
0: xeno likes to top off all his drinks with antibiotics yeah well it's to kill my pregnancy Oof! (laughs) Oof. oh no which xeno is colton the daddy (laughs) i don't know (laughs) yeah that's fair fair. and that was wrong of me to (laughs) ask you i was not trying to (laughs) slut shame you i apologize (laughs) so but no that was really good advice is if someone's not drinking Don't call it out. Don't highlight it. There's no reason that you should expect an explanation of why someone's not going to be drinking, whether it's at an alcohol convention or not. And I'd never thought of that. And I feel kind of shameful that I'd never even considered that that's a stupid question.
2: See, I disagree. I feel like you should get them one of those hats with like the twirly propeller on top of it and be like, this is yours now. And I'm going to need you to spin that propeller every 30 seconds. (laughs)
0: <laughs> USBG actually had a really good idea where they have these pins because that was an issue that was that kept coming up with people at their shows and some of these trade events where the people constantly asked them they'd get annoyed having to say they're not drinking for whatever reason so they actually fashioned a little pin that just I can't remember if it had language on it or just a symbol but essentially everyone in the usbg knew if you were wearing that pin you weren't drinking that night for whatever reason maybe you're dd maybe you couldn't maybe you don't drink at all but it was kind of that non-visual cue to say hey leave me the fuck alone about this and i thought that was i like that man everyone and the twirly fucking hat yeah all right twirly hat everyone's such a sensitive (laughs)
2: delicate flower
0: um no and trust me i am not a pc guy I fucking do not like anything about PC. All culture. Mac, all the way. Oh <laughs> No, fuck Macs, man. They're stupid. I don't get them. I don't even like my Apple phone thing.
2: God, it's dumb. I don't like computers.
0: Computers don't
2: like you. They don't. They're going to take over the world. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I, I guess.
1: Uh, wait, 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 wait. Are you what's stopping computers from taking over the world currently? Me, personally? Yes, yeah, you know. put a lot of stock in my abilities, Cole.
0: <laughs> Through just sheer like happenstance and ignorance, the shit he types in to search bars yeah. literally yeah. breaks the AI overlord. They're like, "Oh, that was dumb." Wait, did they ejaculate? Cuz that's what that sounded like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the the DVD port just kind of pops yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, because phys- Does anyone has physical a DVD media port is a anymore thing, either. Like- <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it's so funny. Alyssa's parents still buy Blu-rays, and I'm like, her dad texted me one day, and he's like, is there a Blu-ray, non-smart Blu-ray player? And I'm like, probably not, because physical media is stupid and dead.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not non-smart. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, it's like, oh, my, it's like, I have a smart TV, and my receiver's smart, and I'm like, yeah, maybe it's telling you not to keep <laughs> physical media. Yeah. They died with Radio Shack. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, why don't you get an HD DVD while you're at it? Or a LaserDisc. You can listen to Still Talking on LaserDisc coming June 2019.
1: Oh, can we please upload these on VHS?
2: (laughs) Oh, that would be so amazing. And just leave
1: them around like vintage stores. I can send the mail out once Listen, (laughs) Betamax. It's
0: Betamax all day. I guarantee you, if we recorded these to Betamax, took them to random like novelty and like vintage stores around the country and just slipped one in, we would quadruple listenership.
2: <laughs> remember those giant laser discs though? I think I had them in like in I must have been in school. And I remember them pulling out a giant it's like a giant C D. And I'm like,
0: what? Even as a kid, I didn't even know what it was. I'm like, this seems bad. This Jesus this is a little technology. We're reminiscing, yeah. Right? We're reminiscing about old tech at 35. Like we're already ancient, antiquated, and just irrelevant. Yep, I am.
2: Like, yeah, like yeah. any kid knows what a laser disc is. Kids. Right.
0: God, I gotta. I gotta stop being
2: such an old curmudgeon.
0: Don't worry, Colton brings our average down by like. Yeah. Yeah. Year. Yeah,
2: he does. But in age, but in spirit, he's like eighty-four.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah and guys... his liver is. Speaking of drinking, his liver is like what seventy-six. Are you drinking old granddad in a wine glass? <laughs>
1: Uh, no, actually, the liquor store was out. So I went to um, an old classic uh, Elijah Craig. Oh, yeah, but not... yes, does that it, does it yes, the HD in a on? wine glass? <laughs> 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 no, I do not think it does. So, not that old. That's okay. Okay. Well, yeah. all so, right. this
2: last week, all right, so yeah. are we done talking about what you talked about last week? Because that shit was depressing. You're like, how yeah. do you not fire someone that you really want to fire, Zeno? <laughs> Tell us more. I always say, like, even even when I was at Beam Suntory, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, cool dad to work for. Whoa, you can say it now. You did. That's, right. That's weird
0: to hear you say it out loud. I, I don't like it. I was Don't do that again. I was
2: like, you know, I'm like, cool dad. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty chill, whatever, and it's cool, and as long as you get your job done, it's fine. Until you piss me off, then I lose my fucking shit, and <laughs> I'm way scarier. <laughs> but it takes I can see it that. takes me a long time to get there. Just like, don't be a dick. Like... Don't get drunk and make a fool
0: of our business. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that is a big one. I mean, again, it's, God, we all know the stories of people who've been arrested, like at the bars after a trade show, or, you know, just the sloppy drunks that need carried up to their room. Again, we love you. You're probably great people, but. Don't do it. It's not healthy for you. It's shitty for our industry. All it takes is one really bad story, you know, for someone or someone to act out and do or say something dumb. And that puts a stain on the rest of the industry. And that's something, again, I come from the media background side, you know, a couple bad articles and we're not looking at self-regulation anymore. All of a sudden it becomes a public or a governmental issue.
1: I mean, especially at a distilling conference or you know, a collection of a bunch of us, right? Like right. a story here or there about some guy who happens to be a distiller who does something stupid is whatever, but yeah. When the media can put together group of distillers oh, and then yeah. some crazy story. Yeah.
0: Yep. That's bad for and business. And <laughs> yeah. And like it or not, the optics of our industry is, you know, you look at Kentucky, it's old white male. And I think the craft side is pretty great in the fact that we have a lot of young white male, female distillers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. But we've got a little more diversity. It's happening kind of naturally on its own. I think we just need to communicate with it. Be open, be receptive. Don't be dicks. Um, But there is also that part of and I don't know a lot of guys in the industry that actively are jerks to you know the female distillers or employees in the industry but they are there so don't be a dick don't think you're funny by saying something about you know if there's ladies in the crowd just don't be a dick don't be that guy because that makes us all look bad too and it makes them you know that's coming from our perspective but they feel incredibly uncomfortable again my company is you know ashley and amanda they it's a majority-owned you know female company i'm just here because i'm pretty and it sucks when they feel uncomfortable because someone said something stupid and they didn't. They don't even know they did. In your voluptuous breast. Thank, thank you. you. Just the one, though. Just,
1: breast. <laughs> Just the one.
0: I prefer. I prefer the nomenclature of teat. Voluptuous teat.
1: Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, if thank it, I, you. Yeah,
0: all right. Um, you can absolutely objectify me anytime. I'm okay with that. Gross. Um,
1: <laughs> all right, so let's talk about something. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. not depressing. I'm going about um, like heavy stuff. I need to
2: get a drink. All this talk about being sloppy and drunk makes me
1: want to drink. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I've definitely right. never yeah. been sloppy and drunk on this podcast. So <laughs> <Now> <laughs> I am, am going to
2: go get a drink, and then
1: what listener doesn't
0: know is Colton is always wearing a full tuxedo <laughs> when he's drinking <laughs> on the podcast. He looks yeah. really
1: good. Well, uh, hold Canadian on, hold tuxedo. On. tuxedo, tuxedo top. <laughs> Down the bottoms. I, I thought that was
0: pretty obvious. I don't think listener ever assumed you had or owned pants.
1: Yeah.
0: I love that Zeno just left the room, and now I can see the stuffed elephant in the background just sitting on. the Oh yes. Also, I kind of hate him for the fact that he has one. The bed is made in the guest room, and two, there are actually like wait, wait, wait. decorative is the bed pillows. Is your guest
1: room not made?
0: No. <laughs> There's uh, not no. a single bed in Having my house. I haven't slept is made.
1: in. Basically, that is my room. So oh, yeah. Despite seeing pillows. him moving to New Orleans, still my room. I hate that's those your fucking room. pillows. <laughs> Dude, why does everyone. I don't understand. Real conversation. Decorative, decorative pillows. pillows. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand them. They're unnecessary. No. Nope. They're actually useless. They are a. Can you imagine? This is going to be slightly politically incorrect.
0: Good. But (laughs) because we have to balance out the fact that we actually (laughs) had a slightly politically
1: correct (laughs) conversation,
0: which I was really proud of, but now we've got to go back the other way because we've got to balance this.
1: Imagine being the Chinese slave child that makes decorative pillows that nobody uses. Wow, you really did take that the other direction. (laughs) I am
0: really impressed. I thought. Wow, not not just Chinese labor but slave labor. And yes, you actually bring up a really philosophically and morally interesting point of the Chinese slave labor making a decorative pillow is the most degrading thing anyone can it's ever gotta force be
1: right? To do.
0: Well, I mean, it's got to be. The, Zeno, I, mean, I only buy them if your decorative if pillows are stupid. I only buy
2: them if I know that small Chinese children
1: <laughs> have touched them, have blistered fingers. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, I really think we brought this podcast back around. I feel good about this. I didn't pick those pillows. What are you talking
2: Like, yeah, come on, guys. Like, I got this. We know you did it. We know they're oh, you. Don't get me wrong. I like to have nice things and have a nice decorative pillow. <laughs> I did not pick that, though. That is not- had nothing to do with me. That's all. Was- this is
0: Colton's room. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, we-, we identified that. I assume that was his uh, stuffed elephant there. It's just Fifi. Well, yeah. That's a glove that you have sex with in prison, listener. Oh, and now we brought some education yeah. to yes. listeners. Well, I mean...
1: First, you take a hit of Jankum, and then yeah. you have your Fifi fun. And then when it's all
0: done, you
2: relax with some orange toilet wine. Delicious. Yeah. All right, what else are we going to talk orange about? Orange wine get... is
1: really hot right now, guys. Yeah, so. it?
0: yeah if it's nice. made in a prison toilet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the standards of identity require it to be No, it's sure. It's hot, it's hot for esoteric.